You're listening to Duolig Unlocked, a podcast production series from the second year journalism students in aid of the Colossia Duolig College of Further Education and Colossia Duolig Post-Primary 50th Year's Anniversary Celebrations. Eight short different pods about the education hub that's literally on your doorstep. Colossia Duolig College of Further Education, your route to success. Special thanks to Mir FM. that don't know what Erasmus is or have never even heard of it before, I chatted with Denise O'Connor who is the Erasmus coordinator for Colossal Dulic to give you a bit of backstory as to how it all started. The Erasmus programme is an opportunity for students to travel abroad as part of their course to do a work placement in another country related to the course that they're studying. It's the Leonardo da Vinci Fund under the European Union. So basically the European Union fund um, a certain amount of students in a further education college. So how long has Colossia Dulig offered the Erasmus programme? We applied for funding, I think about 15 years ago, and got it every year since. Can you tell me what courses in Colossia Dulig are currently taking part in Erasmus? So originally it started out as only language courses. We used to have German on the media course and we used to have a French course and they used to go abroad for their placement. But then it expanded out into business and now we have media students, childcare, nursing, outdoor education, science and IT. So pretty much all the courses. And is there any talk of expanding even more to any other courses? Every year I put out to all the coordinators of courses, would anybody be interested? Some courses it's very difficult because it's taking you out of class for three to six weeks. So it doesn't suit all courses. If there's a demand in a course, we'll get the placements abroad for them. So in order for a student to actually take part in the programme, is there any certain criteria that they have to meet? The Leonardo da Vinci is for disadvantaged areas really where people who wouldn't normally experience being able to go abroad can do it. So we offer it to absolutely everybody. What we base it on is are you attending college? Are you interested in your course? Are you engaging? You don't have to be getting distinctions, but you do have to be coming into college. And then you apply, you're interviewed and your tutors input into who they think should go based on attendance and general behaviour and then we select the people from that. For anyone that's actually interested in taking part in the programme, can you explain to us what the general process is for applying for it? So they speak to the coordinator to see if there are places available, or the coordinator will tell the class that, uh, for example, Portugal have come on board this year, we've got a partner in Portugal, so we're putting it out to some of the classes if they'd be interested in doing placements. If the class are interested, I will come and speak to them and tell them the process. They will fill out an application form, send their CV, the application form, and a motivation letter to us, and we will call them for interview, and then we'll select on that. And once you've been selected for the programme, what did you expect going over to your placement? A company and teacher goes over with them for the first couple of days. We have your accommodation booked, so your flight is booked, your accommodation is booked. So they'll arrive there, they'll be introduced, they'll be brought to their accommodation, be introduced to the partner college over there or the partner agent, and they'll get them set up in their accommodation, settle them in, explain all the rules, and the next day they'll be taken to their work placement, introduced to their mentor, to the boss, the supervisors told what they're expected to do, and we expect the students to work when they're over there, like it's a proper placement. So for example, the childcare students work in a creche in the north of Finland. They start on the Monday, 
They work from nine to three and then they can do whatever they want in their spare time. We expect full commitment on the job. After that, it's up to them. They get their flight paid, their accommodation paid, and they get spending money for every day that they're there. You mentioned that the work placement explains the rules that students have to abide by. So does Clotta Dulac have any rules or conditions that the student must follow when it comes to representing the college? We expect a certain behaviour from our students. You know, obviously they are representing the college. We're giving them an amazing opportunity over other people. So we'd expect them to behave appropriately. We haven't had many problems over the years, but, you know, drinking and falling around the streets of Helsinki is just really bad. They have a contract. They have to sign a contract to say that they're going to behave a certain way. On average, how many students a year would you say applies for the programme? So we'd have about 60 places and we've some teacher placements as well. We've about 60 places, so we've been expanding it every year. We started off with 12 and we're now on 60. So as the demand rises to go, we'll up our game as well. I'm sure you already know the answer to this, but would you say you've had a lot of positive feedback from the students who've taken part in the programme? Yeah, amazing. I think it's just such a good experience. It's so good for their CV. Like the nurses always get such hand-on experience abroad. The tourism students, they come back and they've had a ball. Some of them get summer jobs there as well. They go back and work in the summers and like Malta would be a popular destination. Our tourism students go to Malta and some of them go back in the summer and work in the jobs they had. And they just, it's always so positive. Yeah, it's brilliant. Finally, Denise, do you have any advice for students who want to take part in the programme? Professionally, it's really good for your CV. It's really good experience. You learn things abroad that you might not necessarily learn here. So, you know, whether you're doing journalism, nursing, media, you're learning new practices that maybe don't exist in Ireland. So you're expanding that on a personal level. It's really good for students' confidence. They're living with people they've probably never seen before, cooking for themselves, cleaning for themselves, teaching life skills as well as professional skills. And my advice is always some people want to come home on day two or three because the homesickness sets in. But once you pass that barrier, you're so happy that you stuck it out. I have to admit, before my interview with Denise, I didn't have a notion as to what this program was really about. But after, I was dying to submit an application. Although leaving for another country for three to six weeks is a very nerve-wracking thing to do, and you'd have to be very brave in order to do it. I had the pleasure of chatting to Cleaner Byrne, a student of Colossodulic who was selected to take part in the program this year. I suppose I wanted to find out from a student's perspective, like the application process, the entry stage, and above all else, why Cleaner even applied in the first place. So obviously I study media production so I have a really big interest in media and I thought this opportunity was just unmissable. I had to go and experience it and work with a real company and get experience for my future then. How do you think this opportunity will help benefit you in your social life and your education? I'm hoping that I'll gain a few contacts if I go there and I help out as much as I can and I show them my skills that maybe they'll be willing to give me a reference or something for the future because it'll be great to have in my CV that I went to Finland and worked there for six weeks with an actual media company. Socially, I hope it will improve my social skills. Like, I'm not a very quiet person, but when I meet strangers, I can get a bit shy if I'm on my own and hold myself back. So I'm hoping that will improve me because when I go over there, I just kind of want to give it my all and just put all my nerves behind me. So tell us, what was this process like for you when you were applying for the programme? So you had to make your portfolio, so you got some of your work from first year and you were allowed to put some that we've done so far in second year. You do your CV, your motivational letter, so why you want to do it. And then you just put it in a folder and then you shared it. And then you got your interview and you got your time, you did your interview. And then we found out within a week who got it and who didn't. So Cleena, what were you looking forward to the most about taking part in the programme? improving my skills because I think I'm going to be doing editing that's actually something in college that I haven't really got into I kind of keep myself away from editing but I'm hoping that I'll come back and be more comfortable using the editing software 
So I guess what everyone wants to really know, as a student, is it costly to take part in this programme? Well, we're getting given three grand, but I think 600 is taken for the accommodation, so I'm hoping to save myself, because I heard that Finland and Helsinki is very expensive. Finally, Kleena, I'm sure you're glad to hear that. Do you have any advice for anyone who wants to take part in the programme? Put your nerves behind you, because I know a lot of people in my course didn't apply for it because they just presumed, oh, no, I'm not going to get it. Like, I personally did not think that I was going to get it when I applied, but my mum was just like, just go for it and see what happens. And I went for it, and when I actually put all my work together in the portfolio, I saw actually how much work I had done. And then my mind changed. I thought, okay, maybe I do have a good chance. And after your interview, you kind of know if you've done good or not. So just go into the interview and just be yourself. That's all I can say, because they'll know if you're being yourself or if you're just putting on. Well, best of luck to Kleena on her trip to Finland. I'm sure she'll have a ball. So while we've heard from the coordinator of the programme and a student who's currently taking part in it, I decided to dig a little deeper with Clara Sainsbury, who was a third-year media student that was successful with her application last year and got to travel to Helsinki for six weeks. Did it live up to our expectations and will it be exactly like what our previous guests envisages? So we were told as a full class if people wanted to do it, all about it, where it was and how long you were going to be there. And then anyone who was interested in it, you had to do an application form online first, which you had to write page length piece on why you should be picked, why you want to do it, what the company that you're going to work for will benefit with you being there and your skills and stuff that you've learned. And then they all got put into, say, a group. It was all processed then through your attendance and your work that you've worked on for the last two years and then interviewed based as well. On each stage you were marked, so whoever obviously got the highest amount of points went. So Clara, we were told by Denise and another student who is currently taking part in the programme that it actually doesn't cost you very much at all to be able to take part in it. Was this the same for you in your case, or did it actually cost you much to be able to go to another country and do your work experience? No, it was all paid for for us, so we didn't pay anything. The flights were paid for, because uh, we were there longer, so other courses went with us, but they were only there for three weeks. We went for six. That was a bit tough, because you lived on your own. But it wasn't an expensive place to live. We were in Helsinki, and it wasn't expensive. It was just like here, but once you budgeted it down and you shopped cheaply, it's grand. Like. And would you say that you benefited socially, educationally, or even work-wise on your Erasmus experience? Oh, I did, yeah. From especially the company I went with, they had me doing all the editing stuff for them. So that made me a lot better on editing because in first year and second year, you didn't do a lot of it. You just kind of did the basics and stuff. But editing is one that I really like. It's one of my strongest points, I'd say, anyway. So definitely the skills that you've learned from that. And then you also did production. So you learned a lot more hands-on and then also learned how they work it in an actual industry as well. In college, it's a lot different too when you're out there, you know. But it was really, really good. So what was the day-to-day like for you when you were in Helsinki? I want to know everything. The full blah, blah, blah. You lived in student accommodation. We were all at different companies. It was in the city, so I had to get the bus in every day. I only did a short day. I did 10 to 4 each day, so it was fine. But if you did your work, you could go home early. So I would go in. They'd give me loads of stuff to edit, or I'd carry on from what I did the day before. Then if I finished early, I'd go and I'd do a bit of sightseeing, a bit of shopping. Then I'd just go home. We had gyms and stuff on the complex, so you just had to keep busy. Because especially when you're on your own over there and you don't know anybody, it's, it's really hard to just fit in. But on the day-to-day in work, it was grand. But every day was different, really. Cause I mainly did editing, but the days I'd go out and do production, obviously it wasn't in the same place. You'd go and find your way there, but it's good. And was it difficult to adjust to your professional work environment compared to being in a skills setting? My company was really small, so I was really intimidated by that. I would have preferred a lot bigger where there was a lot more people, where mine was, like, tiny. Like, the office was probably about the size, like, two classes, and it was really small. They were all lovely. The first week I was literally petrified going in. I hadn't clue what was going to be thrown at me. But sure, that was 
the whole point of it. Clara, do you have any advice that you'd like to give anyone who's thinking of applying for the programme? We all can have different experiences with it, but definitely go for it if they have an opportunity. Definitely take it up and just not get bogged down. The first week is awful or the first few weeks are a bad experience. It does get better and you do settle in. It is hard to be away from home and be on your own for so long, especially if you're not used to it. I wasn't, but definitely just take as much advantage of it as you can while you have it there. And there you have it. Seems like a great opportunity there for the taking. And I didn't even have to pay any of them to say. Thanks to my guests, but most importantly, thanks to you for listening. It's been a pleasure informing you of this amazing opportunity hosted here in Gloucester Daily. I've been Caitlin Brown and this is me signing off on another episode of Deal of the Lot. You're listening to Doolig Unlocked, a podcast production series from the second year journalism students in aid of the Colossia Doolig College of Further Education and Colossia Doolig Post-Primary 50th Year's Anniversary Celebrations. Special thanks to Near FM.